You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and an intuitive energy curator. So this episode is coming to you on Halloween. I'm recording it the day before on October 30th. I wasn't going to do an episode for today. I'm not really a Halloween person. I'm a fall person. I'm a spooky season person. I love the thinning veil and being more connected to spirit. I love things like practical magic and hocus pocus. But really, I'm more of a you've got mail or when Harry met Sally person. So I am not really all about dressing up for Halloween and all of the rituals around that. But I do love walking around the neighborhood and seeing all of the the houses that are decorated and things like that. It's more the energy of it that I like, but I don't like the actual idea of dressing up. But when I was out for a walk today, I realized that the time that I go for a walk is peak trick-or-treat time. And I was thinking about tomorrow or today when you're listening that I probably won't go for my walk at that time. And then my mind just started wandering. And I always have an intention when I leave my house that I'll receive what I need to receive in terms of messages, signs, whatever, from spirit. Because it's when I'm the most open, when I'm like grounded, walking outside. And one of the things that came to mind was the fact that one of the things I really don't love about costumes and dressing up is masks. I don't like not being able to see someone's eyes, being able to see their facial expressions. There's just something that's creepy about not being able to see who is behind the mask. And then what kind of came through as a download was the idea that that's also something that frightens me about meeting people and new people and you know, not ever knowing if people are who they're showing themselves to be. And even thinking about myself and the number of times in life that I've masked who I am or my true feelings, or if I've played a role that really didn't feel aligned and how that felt in my body. And I was kind of shown in my, uh, in the insights I was receiving that there's like two sides to a mask. There's the side that is hiding or trying to protect something. And then there's a side that's enhancing and playful and empowering. And I did already record this once, and I am just praying that this actually (laughs) records. There might be a couple slight pauses because I did a 26-minute video or, or audio recording of this episode, and then it just froze and I lost it. So 26, if you remember from one of my past episodes maybe or maybe it was the recharge maybe I didn't actually record that but 26 is my number for love relationships and it's the happy happy card in the wisdom of the oracle deck and so I've been seeing it everywhere for the last while so who knows maybe I have a relationship coming in but one of the things I was talking about was actually relationships and calling in a relationship so maybe it was just a sign for me to get to that point quicker I don't know maybe this will be a shorter episode than what the first one was because also I just want to go eat and (laughs) 
I probably won't go into as much detail, but maybe I'll have more clarity this time around. But when I think about the idea of a mask being something that we're hiding behind, there's like a a feeling behind that makes it like making yourself smaller, making yourself less than the full version of yourself. That is the essence behind that to me. And so sometimes it is for protection. Sometimes there's a reason we have to be, you know, presenting ourselves a certain way for survival. But I think a lot of times it's just limitations we put on ourselves in order to fit in. But often if we're doing that, what we're trying to fit in with or the people we're trying to fit in with are not really aligned with us. And it's us trying to be with something because it's familiar and not necessarily something that is helping us to become the best versions of ourselves. Whereas if we have a mask of someone or something that is inspiring to us that feels aligned with who we really truly want to be in our soul, um, there's a different energy behind that because it's just helping you to really solidify in your brain what it would be like to be that version of ourselves. And there's a feeling of expansion as opposed to contraction. That's the two major differences, right? There's a contraction when you're hiding versus trying to become a bigger, better version of yourself. And when I say better, I feel like we're always the best we can be at any time, like with what we have, what resources we have. But there's this expansive version when we think of how much more we could be if we allowed ourselves to be. There's an allowing that happens with that. And so I think of like if for Halloween, you choose someone that you really admire whose lifestyle or qualities or characteristics you'd like to embody, then that becomes like an expansive activity, right? And it's something that you then maybe will kind of hold on to that energy. If you're like cosplaying as that person for a whole night, you might hang on to that energy for a couple of days and people may start to see you more in that way, people that see you in the costume. But overall, I feel like anything that in a day-to-day basis we do that is a mask, that is how we show up, how we present ourselves, the things we say yes to, the people we surround ourselves with, and the situations we want to be aligned with, those are masks that we're choosing kind of on a day-to-day basis. And I think we don't even realize we're doing it most of the time because it's just a lot of times, like I said before, it's something that's familiar to us. And I think one of the things, if you think about when you meet a new person, when you really just click with someone, one of the things that most of us will say is that you feel like you can be yourself. And I think that is the key. It's like myself or better. The same with like when we're calling something in at a manifestation, we can only imagine so much for ourselves. So we can imagine like what we think the best thing is. But if we say this or better, the universe and I knows things that we, we couldn't even imagine that we could have, right? Because we have our limited experience of what's possible. And this is where concepts of what they call on the expanded podcast expanders, which I don't follow them really that much anymore, but I do occasionally tune in. But one of the concepts I've taken from there that I really resonate with is the expander, which is someone who, if you're looking at the version of yourself you're trying to call in as the manifestation and like where you want to end up, you look for people who are already there, who also most likely have had a similar situation that you're in now. 
And I think we don't can't always know someone's whole background, but when you see someone that embodies like where you want to end up, sometimes we can't have one person that embodies everything. So what they call, I think, fragment expanders or like partial expanders is more what I resonate with because I don't think I want to be my own individual version of myself. I don't want to completely turn into another person. But there's maybe five or six people that could be your expanders in different areas. Maybe each area of life you have a couple that embody what you're going for. I'm pretty lucky that in terms of like the intentions behind the work I'm doing and the qualities of how people treat one another, I'm surrounded by people who are already doing that. And so that really keeps me on track for who I want to be on that level. But we're all individual people. And I feel like I wouldn't want to turn into anybody around me necessarily exactly because I am who I am. But I think that's where celebrities, sometimes we can idolize them because they're like the most glamorous version of some of the qualities you want to have. So maybe there's a celebrity that has the fashion sense that you'd be, that you'd love to have. Maybe they're more daring in their fashion choices or maybe they just have the family you'd love to have. Like maybe they are really, you know, close with their families. Maybe it's somebody who just doesn't give a crap about what anybody thinks. And that's the energy you really like. But the energy behind that, the underlying energy behind an expander or what you might call an inspirer is somebody who there's a part of you that almost has like a sense of envy or there's a part of you that like wants what that person has that comes from within you. It's not just because it's in the magazines or it's in social media or you see it everywhere that you're like, oh, I want it because sometimes that can happen to you on more of a subconscious level. But it's something that you have like a, almost like a physical reaction to every time you see it. And you're just like, yes, I really, really want that. So it could be for material things. It could be a certain car that you want to drive or a certain brand you want to wear. And there's somebody who has that. But it could just be the qualities or the relationships or the energy that that person has. So, for example, something that's been in the public eye for the last few weeks has been Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Now, there's people that are saying it's just a PR relationship. There's all kinds of theories, but people have been picking apart every single piece of that relationship. And I know from the very first few times I saw the images, because I had a crush on him before she started dating him, and I kind of forgotten about him for a while. So I was like, oh, look at that. He's back in my awareness again. But one of the things that I noticed was that I had a physical reaction to the way he was treating her. And the way he's treating her like a princess, because I have this joke with the people that are close to me that I was saying, I just want to be a passenger princess. I just want to be this creative feminine being who gets to just exist and have somebody that wants to take care of me for a change. Because I'm so Capricorn. And in a lot of my relationships, I've ended up somehow being the person who's holding it together, who had to like be the one showing up and, you know, leading the relationship, which I will do by default. I will, I'll never let something completely you know, fall away unless it's meant to. But, you know, I don't have to try to put an effort in things that I do in life because I'm so Capricorn. So seeing somebody who is so powerful, like Taylor Swift, where she easily can take care of herself, she doesn't need to have a man by her side. You know, she 
already is like a billionaire and she can just show up and create and people love her for who she is. That's an energy that I really admire. And she's still kind and she's still giving to, you know, offset the wealth that she has. She does a lot of things that are quiet that people don't even hear about until, you know, years later where it's revealed that she's done these amazing things. And, you know, she's doing all kinds of things in every city that she goes to on her tour and stuff. And then she has... Travis Kelsey, who is also, you know, famous in his own right for what he does and is really good at what he does. And he's not afraid, though, to be the one courting her and to be supporting her and hyping her up and doing all these things for her. And I started realizing that's a quality that I really admire in a relationship that I would like. But And it got to the point where, like, I almost can't look sometimes because it's just like I'm not used to that. And I've just realized the reason I have that reaction is because it's something I actually genuinely desire. And I think because we sometimes think that like envy is a bad thing, it's really not. It's just pointing out what we really want in our own lives. So the more you can look at celebrities and the people that are in the media or the people that really draw your attention, you can start to pinpoint the things that you genuinely want. And, you know, what, for example, like I thought because of how people see me a lot, they see me as someone who's more intellectual because I was in school for four years and I've always done well in school. Um, you know, they see me having these conversations on like podcasts, these like more high level spiritual conversations and all of these things. And so, you know, at, at first I thought, OK, I should try to attract someone who's on my level in those things. And then I realized when I started doing that, that the more I did that, it was reminding me more and more that a lot of the relationships that didn't go so well for me were when a guy pers- pursued me. But I really wasn't that interested. There was no um, contrast between us. And I'm already that version of myself. And I really realized that it's important to me to have somebody who hypes up the creative part of me, the part of me that I tend to neglect and that I don't see in myself all the time. And so when I see this relationship, it's like he's hyping up who she is and like how creative she is, how beautiful she is, all these things that, you know, I would like to see myself as. I don't always. I tend to just see myself as the Capricorn doing the work. And so... If we think about other celebrities that we're really drawn to, if we start to have the lens of like why we are inspired by them or what part of them we would like to embody, I think we can really start to create almost like a vision board of sorts, which it could be a vision board that you could have. You could have like a folder on your phone that has all these things. Like every time you have that physical reaction, though, in your body where you're like, oh, I I need that. I want that. That's what I would want to capture. But I think, too, like even journaling about it, writing it by hand, even if it's just writing it as a list, you don't have to go into a journaling session if you don't want to. But I think when you have that physical reaction, it's a really good opportunity to actually journal about it, to be like, what about that? So it took me a while to realize what I was looking for in a relationship. And it was actually Danielle Baker one day who when I was first, you know, doing a lot of dating in the springtime, um, she was saying to me, you know, I just feel like instead of going out with all these guys who have this, you know, spiritual interest and these similar things to you, you need someone who's almost like blue collar, like in a more physical job who really just grounds you. And I realized like you're so right. And because I am also very grounded in general, but I also am creative and I want to do projects and I like 
working with my hands. And so having somebody that's going to want to do those projects with me, if you look at it as a long-term relationship, that's actually really important to me. Like if I want to build my own studio or I want to do something, I don't want to have to like do it all myself. You know, I want someone who's going to be excited about it with me. Um, and so when I look at someone like Travis and Taylor, they're very different in terms of like who they are, what they do, what their creative and professional lives are like. But they complement each other because they see each other for the qualities that make them the most attractive to each other. And so even I was also thinking about other celebrities in general and like qualities I am inspired by. So, for example, Aubrey Plaza, she is always like a lovable weirdo. She just shows up the way she is and she doesn't back down. She doesn't get intimidated. She doesn't change who she is to make people comfortable. She's just herself. And I feel like that as much as I don't know if I could go to the extreme she is, because that's not me. I'm not as, you know, out there as she is. But that's a quality I very much admire. I like when people don't pull back any part of who they are. And then if you look at someone who's kind of gone the opposite way, someone who I admire is Pamela Anderson. She did a recent collab with Aritzia that was very classic and elegant. She's been on the runway in, with no makeup. And so when you think of her as like a sex icon and she's now just being like, I just want to be myself. I just want to walk out and not have to put on a face or a mask to be someone that I don't feel is aligned with me anymore. And her energy is so peaceful and calm. And that is what I admire about her, is that she's just accepted herself fully for who she is inside and out. And I feel so drawn to her energy now more than I ever did before. And I've always really admired how she spoke and how soft-spoken and kind she was but like this energy is totally different and it's just this full acceptance of who she is and I think it's just absolutely beautiful and then the other kind of energy around inspirers that I has been in my awareness is that Danielle Serenk who I had on the podcast and who most of you know I work with at spirit school she talks often about calling on inspirers when she's going to teach or um, be in sessions. She calls on people who often have passed on, who she really admires them for what they, who they were as teachers or mentors. And she calls on their energy as inspirers for when she's going to be speaking or when she's going to be teaching. And when I went to do my solo prints for the show that Abby and I have coming up, I actually was looking for something to watch. And the Mr. Dress Up documentary on prime video kept coming up and i decided to watch it so if you're in the u.s or somewhere outside of canada um mr dress up was like our version of mr rogers but the two things he was known for were that in each episode it was a children's show i should say in case someone's really not sure who, who this is but it was a children's show that i was obsessed with as a kid and in every episode, at some point, he would go to what he called the tickle trunk. And it was this big trunk that he would open up and he'd pull a few items out that were like a costume of sorts. He would put them on, become this other character. And he, I was always absorbed by the storytelling of that. And it does kind of tie into this idea of masks and Halloween and costumes. But it was in a way of like just showing imagination and that you can be anything you want. You just have to embody it. And then the other piece of it was that he was 
um, an artist, like he had gone to art school. He actually worked on set building before that, which I learned in the documentary, which is funny because I did um, visual merchandising arts and I loved the window display and like literally like wiring mannequins and suspending them and all of that part of it. So that was kind of cool to find out. But he also would do some sort of a drawing where he would be telling a story and drawing whatever characters or things went along with that. And I loved his drawing as well. And so I decided when I turned it on that I was going to call on him as an inspirer because I was really struggling to do my own work. There's this accountability that comes along with working on someone else's work because Abby and I do one print and then we trade and then we print on top of each other's work. And so there's an accountability knowing that there's someone relying on me to do that part of it. But when it comes to doing my own work, sometimes I'll keep pushing it off. And so once I had declared that I was working with Maple Keys and I carved like four different Maple Key like lino blocks. I printed a whole bunch. I did so much work. And then the next day when I was showing them to people, one of the energies that came through was a very emotional, nostalgic connection to childhood, which is exactly what I felt watching the documentary. And that's how I feel thinking of Mr. Dress Up and the simplicity of the way he would draw. And when I realized which ones I was drawn to the most out of all of these prints, I had done some that were a few few different layers, a few different colors, but it was the very simple two different color graphic versions, which I always kind of avoid for some reason. Um, I realized like that is the style I'm drawn towards is this like more graphic style right now. And I realized that part of that emotion attached to it was probably because I called on Mr. Dress Up as an inspirer. So if you have the chance to watch that documentary, just in general, I would. I feel like it was really well done. But also, if there's someone who's doing something that you are doing or doing what you're doing on another level, try calling in their energy as an inspirer and see what happens. I'm also still going to keep um, my algorithms on social media to be on Things that are just inspiring to me, I have to say I've got, gotten pretty good at navigating the TikTok algorithm. So it's mostly just things that are inspiring and uplifting. I get a little bit of like the news and those rabbit holes as well. But a good chunk of it are things that just keep me moving forward. So I would love to hear who your inspirers are, what masks maybe you're releasing right now, and what masks maybe you're going to try on for a while to see if it brings you closer to who you are. But I think it would be really great to just start kind of keeping at least a list, even if you're not going to journal, at least keeping a list for yourself of the times when you feel that like gut feeling or in your heart or just in your body when you see something that you really want and then figuring out why you have that reaction or sometimes if you have something that you really feel like you're um, almost like revolted by where it really bothers you trying to figure out why that is can sometimes really be helpful too because sometimes it is something we want it's just something that we've been told we didn't want for a long time or something we thought we couldn't have for a long time um, I've talked briefly about the uh, love languages I think at some point I don't know if it's on the podcast or not I talk in so many different places it's hard to keep track but for the longest time I thought that acts of service was at the very bottom for me 
But when I redid the, the test like last year or something, I realized they're actually close to the top for me. Quality time has always been my top thing, but acts of service is right up there. And I think it's just because I never had anyone who did things for me. I was always doing things for other people. That was how I saw my value in a relationship. But having had lots of time to work on myself in the last few years, that's what I realized is I do like it when people want to do things for me. And I did have a couple of um, cases where that happened when I started dating and started having these realizations for myself. And so the more you can identify and have clarity on what it is you're looking for or who you want to become, the more opportunities I think spirit gives us to embody that and to say yes to it and to expand ourselves. So just try to think of any expanders or inspirers or celebrities or just qualities that you want to see more of and then watch how many opportunities you have to receive them. Especially because now we're almost looking into, we're almost in November now, which is when we start looking at the next year and our vision boards and start thinking of what we want to do for the rest of the year. Um, which, by the way, I do have 2024 um, tarot forecasts that are available now. I also have the Scorpio season remote recharge, or my distance energy session on Thursday this week on November 2nd for free if you use the code Scorpio free. And then the remote recharge annual bundle for 2024 for all 12 sessions is available now and also available in three payments if you would like as well. And that I think is just great because then you don't have to think about it every month. You automatically receive the 30 minute energy session as well as the session summary where I get insights like this that just come through that are part of the energy. And then I just had another idea when I was out for my walk today. I was thinking of just the energy of like mystery and having things show up and how sometimes the signs that we receive that mean the most are the ones that we're not even expecting. And what came through was an idea because I was I've been thinking about doing monthly readings for people like tarot reading. But what came through is that I am going to do, which if you're listening to this, I probably won't be posting it anywhere other than just creating the link for it for the show notes. So you'll have first dibs, but I think I'm going to do between six and 10 of these available for next year. That will be mystery readings um, where I will do three audio readings, like about 20 minutes is what they usually end up being 20 to 30 minutes with a couple of cards, uh, like images of cards. And I will do three of those throughout the year in 2024, but you won't know when they're coming. It will be when I feel inspired, when I feel the energy of um, wanting to do them for you. And it may, if depending on how many people, I might do a couple per month and just see kind of rotate through people. But I feel like I'm probably just going to do them intuitively when I feel called. So that is another offering that is brand new that you have access to now. And I'll be sharing it, of course, on Instagram as time goes on for the next couple of months, along with the other offerings. But I just thought I would mention it here uh, so that you have first dibs if you'd be interested in having those, because I just think it would be so fun to not know when the readings are coming. And then I like to trust that spirit would inspire me to bring them to you right when you need them throughout the year, because sometimes we don't even know to ask, which is why I think for me, the accountability of having the remote recharge sessions already planned in advance where I know what usually happens is whenever I plan them, 
ends up being right when I need it as well, when I need the energy, when I need the recharge, when I need to slow down. And so I was thinking the same thing with reading. Sometimes when I really feel like I could use the guidance, I just don't take the time to reach out or to ask for it or to book one. And so I just thought that would be a really nice way of you being able to gift your future self, your 2024 self, these three readings throughout the year, whenever Spirit is inspired for me to send them to you. So please let me know either on Spotify or on Instagram when I post this, what masks you've been experiencing, which ones you're going to try on, and what has been inspiring you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.